G'day guys and girls and welcome to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. How are you today buddy? I am marvellous. How are you doing? Mate, I'm fit and firing. I can't wait to get into some of the matches over the weekend. There's mm. there's a way too much to talk about to be honest. We're going to try and keep this a little bit more streamlined. We have yes, we're, we're gonna... <laughs> start of the year we always go overboard and we've noticed that the podcasts both halves tend to be around 45 minutes each which is a lot of listening. We're going to try and be uh, quick and to the point this this week. But we always fail that anyway, so we do. <laughs> if anything, it's probably going to go so longer. So we spent way too long on intro already. Let's hit it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get straight into the game. So the first game of the round was Adelaide versus the Cats, and once again, Crows just couldn't really score. I mean... Their forward line's completely fallen apart from yeah. a couple of years ago, hasn't it? They look, they look good around the ball. And they're great on paper. Yeah. But they just can't seem to put a good score on the board, so... It's the... It's the Midfield to forward line connection is the bit that's breaking down. Mm. They're, they're like the midfield's playing well and they're scoring. They're getting a lot of the ball. Yeah, just look at the fantasy scores. They're getting a lot of the ball. Yeah, they. It's just the forward lines. They did have that style of getting a lot of scores from those Joe the Goose like over the back, mm. um, cheap, easy goals. Um, and I think the the competition has sort of caught on to that a little bit from 2017 when they were very good. Yeah. And maybe they've moved on a little bit and tried something new that they're just not particularly suited to. I'm not 100% sure. Know. Got nothing to do with fantasy. We're going to dive straight into the scores. <laughs> Again, we've wasted time. <laughs> it's, it's just going to happen every single week. Um, on the Crows side of the ledger, geez, I mean, Brad Crouch is smashing it out. He's got a lot more money to make. Don't, I mean, I know there's a lot of premiums that people are trying to look at getting in and Brad Crouch might be one of your only mid-prices in your midfield that you don't think will be there at the end of the well, year. As it stands at the moment, he is a premium. That yeah, is just 100%. I do but not be looking at getting rid of Brad those guys. Crouch, so he'll get injured at some point. Just hang on to him until then. <laughs> don't touch some wood somewhere, mate. Don't... don't. This Don't put wood, that mockery it? on it. Yeah, that table's wood. Jesus Christ. Touch wood. Um, Sloan is just continuing on. And I know we had a conversation last week about Rory Sloan. Yeah. I, I, the, the tag will go to him at some point, but until it does... If you've, if you've got him, just enjoy the, the ride. If I'm, you don't have him, last week was probably the time to get him. Yeah, I'm still not keen on bringing in Rory Sloan at the moment into my team because I just know the tags are going to come. Some team is going to realise that they have to take care of Rory Sloan. He plays North next week. Uh, North don't really have a tagger at the With moment Jacob's either, out, so they don't. They're probably he's probably going to go for another big score. But if he, you know, when he comes up against teams like West Coast with Mark Hutchings, um. Uh, some of the other run with players around the league, he's going to have a bad time. Uh, Tom Lynch, uh, did, Ranger Lynch, Ranger Lynch did uh, did better this week. Good to see him coming into some form. Yes, uh, and Gibbsy and Crouch, you know, you know they're going to uh, Matt Crouch in particular is going to do very well most weeks. Bryce Bryce Gibbs, he, a lot of people drafted him fairly high, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. Good he's to had see a bit of an well. underwhelming start to the year, so hopefully he can sort of pick up from here and move. Forward. All right. The, uh, the Adelaide halfback roundup. We do it every week. So who have we got? Right. We've got Laird, we've got Miller, and we've got Brody Smith. All pretty good again this week. 96 to Miller, uh, 84 to Laird, and 72 to Smith. I mean, so pretty good, but not amazing. Yeah, Miller and Smith were both our mid-prices at the start of the year. Yep. Miller was more expensive, is scoring slightly better, but yep. he's not making as much cash. But again, Brody Smith is scoring poorer. They're probably making the same amount of cash, to be honest, but Miller is... Getting Again, uh, doing better scores. Miller at this stage is looking like a keeper. Mm. Brody Smith is still looking like a, a mid-price cash cow. But he's got money to make still. Yeah, Don't so, be moving him on unless you desperately have to. Oh, absolutely. His break-even um, 
I don't have it on me, but it's not huge. I think it's about 30-something. Yeah. So he's good for a, to hang on to. Laird is the one that's a bit underwhelming and disappointing, but oh, I think that's just because the other two are taking the ball off. Yeah, and it's just it just means that I still think he's going to be a top-six defender at the end of the year. It's going to even out at some stage, and it's just a matter of waiting until he bottoms out and bringing him in super cheap. You might be able to almost straight swap him and Smith with if you have an extra 50k yeah, something like that yeah depending how it goes yeah um, so Smith's break even is 55 so he's still good for a bit longer yeah um, uh, Laird I think will still be top 6 but I don't think he'll be top 2 like we were expecting mm. I Draft. think he'll be towards the end of that 6 mm-hmm. Draft owners just uh, keep in mind that Paul Seedsman is injured again but luckily just four, 4 weeks That's which was terrific news because everyone was stressed about that being a Third ACL, I think. Yes. Um, all right, we're going to move straight on to the cats. There's really nobody else there worth talking about at the moment. No, it's so. a lot of deep draft guys. You know, some if you're in a 12 team league with really large team sizes, you're not going to be looking at players like Atkins or McKay. You know, on a regular basis. Um, and Taylor Walker, geez, he was taken oh. late in some drafts with you people thinking how, he would pick up, and he just how hasn't. Close, I came to getting him in our. Keep a redraft. Glad you didn't, mate. Like, very, <laughs> it was very awful. close. Um, all right, so Geelong. I mean, Paddy Dangerfield did what Paddy Dangerfield does. He's going to keep doing that and be the best forward all year. Yep. Tom Stewart keeps going on. That's three hundreds in a row. I think it is. Um, I did have this written Massive. down somewhere, but it's I think I watched it. Um, uh, yeah, three hundreds to start the year. Uh, I am looking at him as a possible person to bring in this week in my back line. It's been ah, classic. Interesting, interesting. We'll, uh, we'll get on to some of the other backline guys I later. I paid a lot of attention to him, and he took the majority of the kickouts for Geelong, mm-hmm. and I don't think he kicked it from within the square once. He ran out and tried to get as far as he could every single Which time. I tweeted on Friday night, or Thursday night actually, the worst thing in football at the moment is watching Brody Smith, when he actually does take the kick-ins, because it's almost 50-50 of him staying in the goal square when he does it, just... Run out a couple of meters and use that booming right foot, mate. Just, just send Jesus. it as far as you can. And also, you said in the preseason you were going to be taking one hundred percent of the kicks, or at least Rory Laird <laughs> said that. Do it. You're taking like thirty percent tops. I mean, I saw what Talia taking some kick-ins. That's just sad, Brody. Get get your shit together. Um, do you feel a bit better now? I do a little bit. That's That was quite cathartic. Um, oh, all right. Mitch, so we like Stewart. Yeah, we do like Tom Stewart. Uh, look at bringing him in at some stage. Do we like Dalhouse as well? Oh, I'm God, this coming around to Dalhouse. Yeah, well, we've said that he looks really good start off the season. Uh, this was another good performance from him. Mm-hmm. A lot of tackles, like the first two weeks. Getting a lot of the ball. Had a couple of shots and missed. He's playing pretty much all over the ground. He is. Um, I... Like him as a point of difference in your forward line. Yeah, he's not too bad an option. Same with Sam Minigola. I mean, I still think Sam Minigola will be a top six forward at the end of the year. He won't be averaging 105, but he might Mm -hmm. put together an average of 98 to 100, which would still be really good for you. Um, Tim Kelly. Now, I know we haven't heard any specific news, apart from the coach saying he thinks he'll be right to go this week. Well, the coach did say that apparently he could have gone back on if he needed yes. to, but there was only about five, ten minutes left in the game, so they just kept him off. Okay, but just quickly, in the scenario that he is away this week, what do you do? Are you keeping him? Because AFL fantasy is a different beast to what it used to be. Now with the unlimited trades with two every single week, yeah. it's really hard to justify keeping a premium player Absolutely. on your bench. Absolutely. So if you're playing one of the salary cap formats that has limited trades, which we don't, so that's why we don't talk about it. Yep. But if you are, you hang on to him. Of course. Obviously. Of course. So it'll only be a one-weeker that he's out if he is out. In um, AFL fantasy, I would look at... 
It's a tough one because he's been looking really good, and mm-hmm. I want him in my team. But there's a lot of cash to be sitting. Yeah, I'm I'm trading him if if he's not playing this week. He's not like that uber premium. So if Dangerfield, mm. if um uh like Whitfield or um Jake Lloyd, if one of those guys is injured for a week, I'm keeping them in my team because it's going to be too hard to get that cash together at the end of the end yeah. at the end of the day. Tim Kelly is still affordable to go back up to in a week yeah, or two's time. I think a lot of it is situational. So if you're playing for overall ranking, then yeah, mm. I'd be looking at trading him to make the most of that cash for this week because yep. you don't want to lose that that week. If you're not worrying about overall ranking and you're just playing league um, matchups, then have a look at your matchups. See if you need him or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick word on the uh, the two rookies as well, the two big Geelong rookies. Uh, Constable, you need to play him on your field in the midfield every single week. He is just looking so good. Yeah. I made the mistake of benching him this week and just really annoyed by, oh, uh, by that. Move. Yeah, Having said terrible. that, we'll come to the guy that I benched later. Yeah, I know. Um, and uh, Jordan Clark just keeps on keeping on. Look, he's not scoring massively at the moment, but he is that heartbeat and... He's scoring well enough most weeks that you can justify a spot on your field. Yeah, you can play him on your field. Yeah. He's not going to set the world on fire at the moment, but he looks like he's building and he'll he'll burst out at some point. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next game of the round, which was Demons versus just Bombers. one more guy. I oh god, this is why we run over time very quickly. <laughs> Brian Myers, how oh, good Brian. did he look? He looks good. And he's yet he a, only got 71 off three goals. He's a small forward. He does that. That's what small he forwards did, he do. He looks so good, though. I know. And he's not going to score three goals every week. No. So it's unfortunate. If you do have him, this is a well, perfect he's a opportunity good to... Pick. Yeah, in the next week or two, perfect opportunity to move him on. Yeah. Um, all right. So Melbourne versus the Bombers. Uh, Bombers got ahead in the end. I don't know what's going on at the Demons at the moment. It's a shambles. Uh, but just from a fantasy point of view, they're still going pretty good guns. Uh, Angus Brayshaw, we know what a champ he is, 129. Uh, Maxi Gorn is getting back to some good form as well with 107. Uh, Clayton Oliver was down in the first week, smashed mm. it in the second week, and back down in the third. I'm not keen on Clayton Oliver at the moment in salary cap leagues. In uh, AFL Fantasy, yeah. I would be getting rid of Clayton Oliver. It's too up and down for me. Yep, I agree. I'm not sure if the... Draft you, leagues, you hang on to him, of course. Yeah, but... well, absolutely you do. Because he's he's still a primo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree in salary cap. You move better, better options. Uh, more consistent yeah. options, yeah. I would say. Whether it's... He, he had double shoulder reconstructions in the off-season. Whether there's less um, inside work for him because the game's more free-flowing and open because of the 666 mm-hmm. rules. Whatever it is, just poor form. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Christian Petrarca was much better in this game but still only managed to 73 from a uh, dream team point of view yeah. he's oh, it doesn't look like he's ever going to particularly be a good fantasy player so we'll just move on from him I think so Lockhart I liked Lockhart I really liked he was much better this week he needed two goals to get to his 67 but he looked like he was one of the ones putting in that extra effort for the Demons. So I don't think he'll be getting dropped anytime soon. I think soon. his job security is pretty good for the time being. He looks like a useful player, but he's going to be a slow burner as a cash cow and yeah. salary cap. Um, we've got a que- couple of questions actually about Tom McDonald later in the podcast. So I think we'll leave that for the questions segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anyone else you noticed from the game? Uh, we never mentioned Michael Hibbard ever again. Uh, he's... Uh, Yep, I gave him one more week in my keeper side. He's gone. <laughs> He's absolutely gone. He's absolutely gone. gone. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the Bombers then, shall we? And they had some huge scores. Zaharakis was a player that we picked preseason might benefit from Shield coming in. 
And if the air, the Bombers can actually kick into gear after this win, I still think that's possible. And 117 proves that a little bit. So yeah, he was very good. If, if Essendon are playing well, he's going to play well. If they're struggling, he's, because he's an outside player, he's going to struggle. So if Essendon can produce what they should, considering the team they have on paper, I think he could be very good for fantasy this year. Yep. Jeez, yep. uh, I mean, the rest of the guys, you, you're sort of expecting them. Smith got to 101 eventually. He was really slow to start, actually. Um, so yeah. was, going back to the last game, so was Rory Laird. He was on two points a quarter time and it really had to work to get to 84 <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, but that just, just shows what he can do, though, when he gets going. Absolutely. He can accumulate very quickly. Uh, Zach Merritt was better without being like outrageously good as well with a 95. Yeah, we've got a question about him later, so we'll, we won't touch too long on him. We do. And Darcy Paris showed a little bit of something, actually, as well with a 95. Yeah. So, it, just wanted to watch in draft leagues. If he can string yeah. together two or three good scores in the 90s. He's actually very highly owned in draft leagues, because I looked at him today. Name value? Name value. It's something, in Ultimate Footy, it was something like seventy or high 70s or 80% ownership, or yeah. something much higher than I would expect from him. Well, I thought he could be a risk it for the biscuit, you know, option That's for I us. Checked. But he's absolutely not. Uh, and uh, Kobe Much, a uh, player that a lot of guys in keeper leagues would know the name of because he's just performed so well at VFL level. He did his hamstring in the first few seconds of the game uh, and unfortunately didn't come back on and will be out for some time. So. Yeah. That's uh, that's unfortunate for the young guy. Uh, anyone else you want to mention before we move on to Cartland, Sydney? Um, oh, I should probably mention one of my riskets was in this game. Aaron Francis, um, <laughs> sixty, didn't quite get the job done. No. Um, it, you, having said that, I'm impressed he got to sixty playing on like a quarter of a leg, considering he had <laughs> hamstring, groin, and calf issues throughout the course of the game. Oh, he tried his heart out, didn't he? But he couldn't get you to that score where you are. Uh, we sort of looking for about 75 as a minimum score for defenders yeah. um, before that. Sorry, 75? 75 yeah, 75 yeah. Uh, to get the one point in our game. So we'll, uh, we'll move on to the next uh, game of the round, which was Swans versus Carlton. I mean, we all sort of expected this at the end of the day. Sydney did get up. Carlton put up a bit of a fight, though. Yeah, yeah. I, um, this I, was I a enjoyed perfect the game. opportunity for Carlton to strike, mm. and they gave it a red-hot go. They're getting closer. Yeah. Uh, Sydney had a lot of good scorers in their side, so JPK put another decent score on the he board. He doesn't start seasons well, but he is this year. Yeah. No, we've noted in previous years that he's one of those guys that does well in the middle of the season. Uh, he, it's, he builds and then comes home strongly. Yeah. With Bro- the exception of last year. <laughs> Brody's law, is it? Brody law. Those inside contested beasts... They, uh, they they tend to do better in the middle of the season when other players are a bit more tired, when their big bodies can stand up in the middle and, you know... get a lot the of the wintry conditions where exactly. it's cold, it's hard. A lot of tackles. Yeah. Um, JPK is the, the exact, like, yeah. the epitome of that. So, uh, he's but doing he's well to start this year. Start Great draft pickup. Eight tackles definitely helps. Isaac Heaney. Oh, my God. But... 121, but four goals. Yeah, he's not doing that every week. And he, the thing is, uh, a lot of people were saying on Twitter, you know, horse, how could you do this to me just as I traded him out? He was doing the exact same thing. He was playing in the forward line. It's just they were playing Carlton, guys. I mean, yep. Heaney was always going to do well in the forward line against Carlton. Eight marks, 26 Trade- touches, four goals. It's a pretty complete stat line. I still think trading him out was the right option. So I agree. If you traded him out last I week, I still think that was the right option, particularly if you went to Boak or Kelly. Yeah, because I... I- 
I have done no research to back this up. I suspect this is probably the one of the highest scores, if not the highest score of his career. Ooh, off the back of absolutely no research, I'm willing to back you in on that. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not backing you in. What? <laughs> You've got... That was a very quick about turn. <laughs> but my point is, this was a out-of-the-blue game for him. He doesn't do yeah. this. Mm. Uh, Cal Sinclair again. He's been very solid this year. Another great draft and pickup. Um, it's, is there any... Uh, Callum Mills, actually, is the other one. So, uh, Callum Mills scored 96 in this game and will benefit from Jared McVeigh's quad injury. Unfortunately for mm. Jared McVeigh, looks like he's out for a little bit of time. Uh, what do you reckon, Cal Mills in um, uh, salary cap leagues? He's super Ooh, cheap still because I'm of a poor start. We advised people last week to sell him. We did. We <laughs> did. And if you sold him, that's unfortunate because... I, I advise that on the back of the way their defence was structured at the moment. Yeah. Look, I... Jared McVeigh, that's extra points going to someone. Yeah, and they haven't been playing massively well, so the ball has been in their defence a lot. So, I don't hate it. Um, it would depend on the makeup of your defence in AFL Fantasy. Yeah. So, he's going to be taken in draft leagues, and you won't be able to buy him cheap now, because people will realise that with McVeigh injured, there may be some extra points there. Yeah. I mean, look, he'd be a point of difference... I'd rather look at a Tom Stewart yep. or a, a Miller or someone like that if mm. you're looking at bringing a... Because he'll be a mid-pricer guy. Yeah. If you're looking at bringing a mid-pricer in, I'd rather look at one of those guys. I uh, Just before we move on to Carlton, I just want to say, Luke Parker, why do you do this every year? You are such a good player. How do you go from you know high 110s to 68 the next week? He's... It's just what he does. Oh, my God. All right, we'll move on to Colin. Um, <clears throat> Paddy Cripps does what Paddy Cripps does. He's going to be a top eight midfielder. We move on. Yep. Sam Walsh. Massive score, 107. Huge. This is the guy that I benched. Oh, Jesus Christ. You benched Sam Walsh. Yep, I benched Sam Walsh. <laughs> but you paid so much money for him in the yep. midfield. Oh, man. Uh, so you benched Sam Walsh this week is the end of that story. There was a reason for it. I'm not even going to go into it because no, it just didn't work. because it's a bad reason, and we move on. Um, it, it drops off after that. There were no other 100 scores for Carlton this week. Uh, Mark Murphy and Ed Kernow did well. Mm. Don't be reading too much into Ed Kernow, though, because he needed four goals to do that, and yeah. he's playing up forward. He's not doing that every Only week. 19 touches, only two tackles. Yeah. yeah. Little signs of life from Zach Fisher with 73, mm. but not enough. No. Um, Nick Newman. We should talk about Nick Newman. Yes. 84. Yeah. So... After that round one game, mm-hmm. everyone would have looked to try and bring him in. Round two came crashing back down to earth. Round three, kind of in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. 84. How are you feeling about Nick well, Newman at the moment? I've His got break Nick- even is 84. Yeah, I've got Nick Newman in my side. So you brought him in thinking, right, this guy's cheap. He's come off of the back of 115. Even if he goes at an average of 90 to 95, <clears throat> which I think he can do, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to score... Well enough to play on my field, obviously, but he's also going to make me a fair amount of cash. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to put those scores up regularly enough to be a 95 averaging player on your field. He's currently averaging 88, break even of 84. If you brought him in 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 that first after the first round, you've already made a little bit of money on him. Yeah. Do you hang on to him? I'm hanging on to him for one more week to see what he can do against Gold Coast this week. Yeah. They're playing the Suns. We know how well... well the Suns are doing very well. They won two out of three. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're still, still giving, still up, giving up scores. 
Nick Newman could cash in on that. If he doesn't, yep. easy. You just trade him out next week. If he does, it'll reset his break even and you yep. can hold on to him for a little bit longer. Yep. This is more Now it's not as much about him being able to put up big scores, but it's about what cash he can generate for you. Yep. Give him one more week. You're looking at him probably as a stepping stone at this point, and yep. it's just a case of when, not if. Give him one more week. See what he can do. Yep. Um, and cool. Michael Gibbons... Uh, cash cow a lot of people have uh, same with Will Setterfield Will Setterfield should retain his spot in the team I would suggest because he is playing a bit of a tagging role yeah. don't play him on your field though no play him on your bench his break even is I think 14 at yeah, so he's the got moment. plenty of money to make it's just he's not going to do well enough to so 27 yeah there we go so got still got plenty of money to make it yeah, so uh, he's making money you don't have to move him on now Michael Gibbons looks like he might be dropped after a really poor effort didn't touch the ball for two and a half quarters um um, he had one tackle, I think, to that point in the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, ended up on 24 points. So, if he is so dropped, good. he's the perfect one to sideways trade to Sydney Stack, who is the uh, the incoming mid this week, I think. Yes. He's the one everyone should be looking at getting in. Uh, yep. Speaking of, we are going to move on to the next game of the round, which was GWS and Richmond. So... The Tigers, uh, again, poor. That We know how many good players they're missing. They're going to be missing another one. Uh, another two. Yeah, another two, of course. They're, they're going to be missing all of their big four yeah. for the, at least the next two weeks. Mm. So Dusty's been given a two-week suspension for yep. elbowing, um, was it Williams? It, I think it was Williams, yeah. Yeah. And um, Cochin has injured his hamstring and mm-hmm. is out for at least the next two. Rewalt's still two away. And Rance is out for the year. season. And uh, I, I know he's not part of the big four, but Jaden Short is out for some oh, period yeah. of time after that horrible dislocated elbow. That was... That looked nasty. Oh, my God. Like, ugh. I can't even think about it, actually. I don't know. No, we'll <laughs> move on. Yeah, no. All I've got in my head is if, any, if anyone... Uh, just jump on your computer and have a look at the uh, video of a gymnast that came out today. No, who, don't who encourage landed. people to look at that. <laughs> it was horrifying. Uh, oh, what are you and, doing? Um, either broke both of her legs or dislocated them at the knee and they bent backwards. Or both. It, was, it was horrifying. Um, all right, so we'll get into the Tigers first since we've been talking about them. Kane Lambert, 142, massive. He ain't doing that next week. Well, having said that... Nope. No Dusty, no, no Cochin. No. no, I'm not saying he's doing 142. That's ridiculous. No, no, but I, but I know he, where you're going. And I, <laughs> someone has to be in the centre bounces. All right. Who else is it going to be? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Shane Edwards and they'll bring Caddy in. Yeah, so... But who else besides that? Yeah, I guess. I just... I, I really don't like having Tigers in my team. If No, me neither. And, and Kane, I, I wouldn't say that it's enough to actually bring him in in salary cap, yeah. which is the only format you'd be able to get hold yeah, of him. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's more just. I think it's more for draft owners. Expect a bit of a bump, and expect the possibility that some people will come knocking at the door trying to get a, a cheap trade out of you. Yeah. Um, if or they you want, sh- you could try and sell high. If they want him, sell him high. Um, <laughs> Dion Prestia was solid as well, and he might have a good few weeks ahead of him. Yep. Same. Uh, same reasoning. Playing pure midfield instead of that weird half forward sort of role that he sometimes does. Um, now Sydney Stack, eighty nine on debut. There's going to be midfield minutes open. Job security is there because he was one of the few good performers on the day. And he, um, you know, with all these injuries around, it's not too much of a squeeze. Yeah. Get him into your side. He's got an incredibly low break even. Yeah. Midfielder only, I know. But like we mentioned before, if Gibbons is dropped this week, perfect sideways swap. It makes you about 30K. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter Stacks how much what, it makes 208, you. 208,000 in yeah, 208, Fantasy. Um, jump on board. He looks like he's going to be making money for a while. Yeah. Um, look, 
if you are in a keeper league, I think we've got a couple of questions about this later, so we'll we'll mm-hmm. move on from Sydney Stack for a sec. And then, you know, the usual suspects scoring in the 80s, you had Edwards, Nank, Ellis, um, those sorts of guys, Floston as well. Uh, everyone out there, all, all you listeners know how low we are on Richmond as a uh, fantasy side, so we don't like to talk about them too much, but we'll just bring up Dusty Martin. Now, mm. uh, he's gotten himself suspended for two weeks for, for being a dumbass, um, which uh, <laughs> yep. uh, we move on from That's that. Fair. But, I mean... He really doesn't look anything close to the Dusty Martin we know he can be. And do, do we actually have a couple of questions about him later on? Uh, I don't I, think so. All right, so we'll go over it now. If you own Dusty Martin in a redraft league and a keeper league, so if you own him in salary cap, you needed to offload him two weeks ago, but definitely offload him now. Um, Absolutely. If you own him in those sorts of draft leagues, uh, redraft league, what are you doing? Are you are you cutting? Are you trying to get a trade and accepting whatever scrap someone throws at you? Or are you holding oh, for two geez. weeks and hoping he does well when he comes back? I am hoping... Look, I, I probably am holding him because I'm not going to get anything for him now. I'm hoping that when he comes back, he either... It's either sort of a little bit of a fire under him and he comes out not swinging because yep. that was what got him into this <laughs> that's exactly what got him into this um, but he comes out hypothetically swinging or he is metaphorically that's the word I'm looking for metaphorically swinging <laughs> or if he plays enough forward time to maybe get forward status yeah, yeah. part way through the year yeah. would so, probably be the only other saving grace for him yeah so it, he's a hold in both of those types of leagues for me as well just because A you're getting no value whatsoever uh, absolutely none you're getting scraps for what he should be worth and B yeah he's I mean he's out for not it's only two weeks you can afford to hold it if he was out for two months that's a different story oh yeah um, so we'll move on to the Giants after talking about all that and there were some monster scores alright Lockie Whitfield we need to talk about Lockie Whitfield um, oh. 162 yep are the tags going to come they he have is, to at some point surely surely teams can't be this stupid now don't get me wrong I want him to score this well. I want to make... Like, if Lockie uh, Whitfield can score at an average of 130 or whatever he's doing for the rest of the year, I want him to do that and I want to get him into my side. But I can't... I I just don't assume that this is going to continue. This isn't sustainable. Surely... He's playing Geelong this week. Geelong have players like Luke Dalhouse who can play as a pressure forward, who can look after people in the halfback line. They've got Tom Atkins. They've got Parfit. You know, players of that ilk who yeah. can be locked on to someone like a Lockie He's, Whitfield. Yeah, but, I mean, we were expecting them to send someone to Sloan and they didn't. Yes, that's true. And, they, yeah, they didn't. And they they look like won. they backed in their they offense. themselves. And they're playing at home as well, so they'll back themselves in even more So there. I think he'll be fine this week. The other wow. thing to bear in mind, too, is with the new 666 rules, I know it... It hasn't completely revolutionised the game the way people were talking about in the preseason, mm-hmm. but there is a lot more space for players when they start at centre bounces. There is. He's an elite runner. He can use that space to get free of players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's going to happen. We saw it with Gaff as well coming back. It's straight away. Smack bang in the scores. Um, all right, so just quickly then, he's priced just under 800000 this week. He's got a break even in the mid-60s. Do you need to move heaven and earth to get him in this week if you don't have him? 
Or, I mean, if you've got an easy way to get to him, that's fine. You can yeah. do that. That's a great trade. But if you're needing to move heaven and earth and trade out players you shouldn't be trading, yeah. is that the option? Or is it best to wait, assume that this is unsustainable, and then he'll come down a bit in price towards mid-season? I don't think you're waiting for him to come down because it's going to take too long. Mm. Um, again, for me, it comes back to, are you chasing overall ranking or are you after league wins? Because if you're chasing overall rankings, you, you need, need to get him in immediately. As soon as possible. If you're chasing, if you're trying to win your league, don't trade out the guys just yet that you shouldn't be. If they've got more money to make, if they can still put decent scores on the field for you, keep them in your side, keep to the plan. Don't, you know sell heaven and earth to just get in Lockie Whitfield because what if he does get tagged next week and makes 60 you know mm-hmm. only just makes his break even and then starts falling it really having said that if you do if you do want to get him in mm-hmm. this week great option how do you do it alright you're going to need to well you need to move on two mid prices or a premium mm-hmm. to do it lead yeah if you've got lead I'd do that if you've easily. got lead easily no question um, if you've got two mid prices in your back line, yep. would you get, ditch two mid prices for Whitfield and playing a rookie that would otherwise be on your bench? So if you're chasing a uh, like to try and get the best overall score, and you've got Brody Smith and uh, Nick Newman, yep. uh, or say Williams and Newman, or Williams, Williams and, and Newman, Smith, yes, two I would, of those three. You I would ditch be, two of those three I for would, Whitfield and playing a um, I don't even know who it would be. Uh, if you, I mean a you, Clark or someone, yeah, a Clark or a Lockhart on your field, oh, yeah, so, Lockhart, something like that, um, or Dursmer if you've got him benched, or, or whoever yeah. you might have yeah. on them, or Scrimshaw, you know those players. Scrimshaw is probably the good option. Actually, yeah. it would probably be a Scrimshaw. Um, I play don't... Scrimshaw and Whitfield over over Williams and Brody Smith, and that's the thing. Like if Scrimshaw, I, think I would. Yeah, I, I'd be okay to do that. So I'm okay with it, but you shouldn't if you don't. Well, yeah, realistically, it's, it's a we'd tough expect the two mid prices say they're both going to get around ninety odd mm-hmm. on a good day. Yeah, on a, on good, a good day, day they'll both be around. So 90 it's one hundred and eighty. If Whitfield goes at one hundred and ten, which he has been, so yeah. I, that would be a conservative uber premium sort of score to get one hundred and ten for a defender. Scrimshaw, 70. Scrimshaw, sixty to seventy. They're actually scoring about yeah. the same. If yeah, so and that's. But the, but the thing is, you've spent all this money to bring them in, yeah. um, to bring in Whitfield, whereas you're still making money with the other two. And that's what it comes down to. If you're desperate to try and get the highest ranking you possibly can, I'm okay with it. If you're striving for a proper league win, don't do it. That's that's how I would see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we'll move on from Whitfield there. Um, all right, so uh, Jeremy. I mean, a lot of draft guys in there. Jeremy Cameron was oh, terrific. You would have if you had Jeremy Cameron, you won your draft oh, matchup. This absolutely, week. he was huge. Uh, Tim Taranto was great. Nice bounce back from him for anyone that kept the faith <clears throat> in salary cap leagues. Yep. Stephen Cornelio with 108 was solid too. Um, and it, Welcome back, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly, great. Well, comes back with a uh, 100 shakes off the dust. Uh, and then some decent scores. I mean, Zach William, 80, 82. He's still making money. Anything over... I'd be hoping for over 85, realistically, for him. Mm. Um, but he does have the ability to still get those 95-plus scores. He was that cheap. He's still making money at this stage yeah. anyway. So if you have to wear a few... Yeah. Less well, he scores. gave away three free kicks as well. So realistically, his score is what ninety-one, which yeah, is he's a defender though. They yeah, give away free it does kicks. happen. That's what they do. Um, and Jacob Hopper needed two goals to get to his eighty-one. So like we suggested last week, with Kelly coming back in, he was going to struggle for those midfield minutes. Um, past us, were on the ball. Yeah. Anyone else you want to bring up, or shall we move on to Collingwood and West Coast? 
Um, no, I think that's about it. All right, beauty. We'll move on to the uh, the grand final rematch, which ended up pretty much the same way, to be honest. Uh, not the best scoring match, I mean, particularly from a West Coast point of view. Only one player broke the 100 uh, with uh, Luke Shuey. Andrew Gaff dominated, but unfortunately didn't take as many marks as he normally does. So only ended up with five marks, uh, 19 kicks, 16 handballs, and one tackle for 97 points. So pretty decent game first back, though. It is, and he will get better as well. So he gave away four free kicks, too. So, again, that's, what, 12 extra points that he should be getting. Um, and then, yeah, some scores in the 90s. Dom Sheed. Now, just quickly on him. Mm, yes. Uh, he three need, goals for that. Needing three goals to get to 93. Yeah. I'm holding him one more week. But if you can get some DPP switching going on, he's one that I don't mind you sort of flicking things around to try and bring Whitfield in. Yeah. That's another idea. If you can sort of... Maybe if you downgrade him to... Um, uh, uh, what's the player we're bringing in this week? Sydney Stack. Yep. Um, so I know you're. Da- it's a downgrade. I hate doing that, but if you did, you're get- getting a lot, oh, of, a cash lot of cash there, yeah. and you'll be able to upgrade one of your rookies. I assume one of your sort of middling rookies, yeah. or maybe a mid pricer to um, underperforming mid pricer yeah. to uh, Lockie Whitfield, and you've still got cash in the bank from that. Yep. yep. So not having the- said that. Still got I'm 93, still, still has a low break even. Still happy for him to play. Yeah, and he still has the ability to go 100+. plus. Yeah, who have they got this week? Uh, it's the Derby. Of course. Yeah, and... So he'll score well this yeah, week. Yeah, possibly Nat Fifeless Derby as well, so... Yeah, he should so have a good game. No Nat Fife, no Lockie Neal. Uh, that's not going to no be midfield. a good time. <laughs> no midfield. Um, Elliot Yo continues his poor start to the season. Draft owners would be absolutely shocked. Um, mm. I'm... I mean, if you've got him in salary cap, offload him, obviously. Uh, he's another one of those guys that you're just not getting value for in a trade. Yeah, uh, you're really not getting anything. Mm, I I wouldn't be trading him. Hold on to him. I assume at some point it will even out. And remember, he did have that poor preseason. He was injured. It's going to take a bit of time to work into it. We've got to remember that come the start of the 2020 season, never pick these guys who've come off poor preseasons. I mean, they just don't start well. Um, as as much as you know, you might think he was a gun last year. Yep. He'll keep that average up. Uh, and Jack Redden just keeps being terrible this year. So Redden's the one that looks like he's suffered from cheat. Absolutely, yeah. So Redden's. I mean, I think every single game he's gone under eighty five so far, and he's put up a fifty five this week. He's almost a drop in he is a drop. drafts for me. Because yeah. yeah. you're not going to be able to get anything for him in, in a trade. At in any redraft point. leagues. Uh, in mm. keeper leagues, I would still be holding on to him to see what happens. Okay. Um, he's not. You can't drop him, that sort of player, to the waiver wire in a keeper league. Because someone will pick him up. At some point, there might be an injury in a couple of months' time. And... Yeah, I mean, I think it depends the settings of your keeper league. True, yeah. And, and also, if you are rebuilding at the moment or if you are really in the premiership window it depends where you're at yeah uh west coast i mean we all know that they aren't a particularly great fantasy side so we move over to the best fantasy side in the competition before in the you pies. do um mm-hmm. rotham what did you think of rotham would you do you like him as a cash cow option no absolutely not uh yeah he looked okay but as soon as duggan's fit it's straight swap he's, yeah. he's got no, no job, job security, security whatsoever um don't bring in joff rotham whatever you do um all right Collingwood, uh, Brody Grundy did what Brody Grundy does. Great player. Braden Maynard. So, again, it's the Collingwood halfback this. roundup. Chris was terrible this week. 49 <laughs> points, and Braden Maynard was great. So, it's yeah. 
Collingwood half conveniently they're the same person so <laughs> they do look like the same person don't they uh, Steel Sidebottom and Jordan Degoe did very well this game great to see yes. Degoe uh, and 98 is a solid score for Trelaw but a lot of people picked up on the fact that with Adams coming back in that would take a lot of some points away from the midfield mm-hmm. and if you notice only one Collingwood midfielder scored above 100 There's in this just game too many of them they, now they, now that Adams is back, maybe that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe they can't all keep putting up scores of 110 with that extra premium midfielder in there. Yep, they because they're all midfielders. They all need time in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something's going to give. Yeah, uh, Scotty Pendlebury was locked down by uh, by Hutchings after I think mm-hmm. quarter time. So he slowed right down after a massive start. Um, and I think that's all the players I want to mention. Tom Phillips is another one that's really going to struggle for points um, with uh, Adams coming back as well. Yeah, because you'd think that the mids that were playing inside mid will now shuffle onto the wing and exactly. Phillips will play more off the bench. Exactly. All right, we'll move on to the last game of Saturday. Uh, and that was an awesome game. Brisbane taking on the power really close for the entirety. Yeah. And, I mean, perpetual great, great underdogs. Game. It's great seeing Brisbane get up for some wins, isn't it? Yeah, and they're really exciting to watch at the moment as well. Great for fantasy too. Really enjoying their games. All right, so the other Lockie we've got to talk about is Lockie Neal, just quickly. Yes. Is he a must-have or can you afford... I mean, I'm not bringing him in this week because there are other players I would be looking at. But at the end of the year, just quick yes or no, will he be a top eight midfielder? Not can he, will he? Uh, I don't actually know what his what his other two scores were. So well, he's gone a hundred. Uh, Give me see. a sec, and yeah. I'll have a look. We'll have a little bit of a look at that. But I think he's gone two scores, one hundred and thirty plus, and another score in the high nineties or something yeah, I think like you that. Might be right. Um, and he's it's two games of forty plus possessions in a row. The thing is, he's they do play a game style that is good for getting a lot of the ball. Yeah. But um, the thing is, he's just a clearance beast. He doesn't get a lot of those... Like, he only got four marks to get to that 135 and only three tackles. He just gets his hands to the ball every single time. That's the thing that concerns me, is that it's based purely on weight of numbers. So if there are games where he doesn't get the weight of numbers, mm-hmm. he's not going to be... He doesn't have other avenues of scoring. But my my argument here would be that it's better in terms of tagging especially because if he gets tagged, his method of scoring isn't something that you can generally tag against. So yeah. you can tag someone and make sure that they don't get any uncontested marks, any little chip kicks out the side, those plus sixes. Um, but you can't really stop someone getting those cheap little hand passes and he had 28 of them out of there. Yeah, um, so 91... And quick clearing kicks out of the contest if they get to first hands to the ball. 91, 146, 135. <sighs> my gut's saying he's not must Yeah, my, mine, mine is as well. He's not a top eight midfielder for me. This is a great run. I just don't think he'll be a top eight. I'm so, just, yeah, I just have concerns about his avenues of getting of scoring. Yeah, don't, just don't be moving heaven and earth. just I'm, about weight of numbers. Agreed. Um, Josh Walker, 117 was great, but don't don't read into it too much. Same with Mitch Robinson. Good to see Zorko score well. Uh, and Hipwood needed six goals to get to 106, so don't read into that. Now, Witherden, just quickly. Mm. Jeez, 27 Good, touches, 20 kicks. Yeah, great. Nine, Nine marks. marks. Good little turnaround. Got to see a couple more weeks of this. Yeah, absolutely. What did Rich do? 89. So, so still, still scored very well. So... Just uh, patting myself on the back over here. Um, Do you know what his break-even is? Uh, still relatively middling, uh, but 
again, it, last week was the week to bring him in. It wasn't. Um, I wouldn't be looking at bringing Daniel Rich in this week by any uh, by any shape or form. Uh, some of the other players. I mean, mm. Lincoln McCarthy was good, uh, but you've offloaded him by now in salary cap leagues for sure. Uh, for guess, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a terrible start to the year, and he was a mid-price option at the start. But yeah, no, I, I agree you, with you. You couldn't have kept him after those first two weeks. No, he you, was terrible. You probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, if you did, then this well, is great. But now, well, he scored. Well, he scored you eighty. That's a perfect time to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, all right. So Port Adelaide. We'll move on to them. Connor Rosie, our oh boy. We love Connor Rosie. I never been one for him on fantasy, and he did need five goals to get to that one hundred and twenty-one. No. Just no, yeah. No, I mean, if he's you re- started he's, with him, then yeah. you're reaping the benefits. But he's not a guy that you need to correct to go pick up. Yes, he's reset his break even now, which is great if you already own him. But he's too expensive for me to go and pick up because he's very likely to get a 45 next week. Yeah, agreed. Um, Travis Boke again was terrific, top six forward, no question. Particularly now that we've seen him in the same team as Ollie Wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, just quickly, Tommy Rockliffe. He's yes. another one. All right. Pretty much exactly the same thinking as with um, Uh, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly, yeah. So he's one that I don't think will be a top midfielder at the end of the year. With wine, I mean, he he was still scoring well, but we know how as well as he had. Yeah, and we know how Tom Rockliffe, when he has injuries, it's there's a fair bit of time to get back into the form. Yeah, he'll sort of tease and tantalise for a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, if he's missing this week, you have to trade him, no question. If he's not missing. So if he's yeah. if he plays, he's pretty much met his break even. He's at his average is somewhere around what his break even is now. So what do you do? Do you? I'm really unsure. I've been um, tossing up on this one pretty much all day. He's one that I'm looking to trade out. My trades this week are involving Sydney Stack and of Gibbons, like I mentioned, and moving him on to someone who I think can move upwards. So a, a fallen premium. Um, I'll have to. I'll spend the rest of the week looking for exactly who I'm after. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just not 100 percent sold on how he comes back from this. Uh, yeah, I think he's done his job. Yeah. I well, think... his break even is 111. So break even of 111. He's projected to get around 101 with the AFL Fantasy app. I yeah. I'm. I can't see him going to, up too much more in price if he's coming back from a concussion and with wines in the side. So I'd be looking to offload him. To be honest. Um, all right, so the last couple that I want to just quickly mention uh, Justin Westoff, absolutely, you need to move out of your side now with a 55, was really poor. And just quickly before we leave off, uh, Sam Pal Pepper was very good in this game. Uh, do you reckon that was just a little bit of a bump from Rocky being out from midway through the, or early in the third quarter? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pal Pepper, apart from his debut he has never really impressed me as a fantasy guy yeah um, he's I, I think he suffers from being in a team that has too many other guys that do the same thing he mm. does yeah so Wines Rockliffe uh, Boke to a degree yeah um, all play pretty much the same role as him mm-hmm. and are a bit further along in their development yeah. so right and just yeah. quickly uh, Dersmer and Drew they scored poorly we Thought there would be some effect with the extra midfielder wines coming back in. Yep. Don't be scared. They may score poorly still. They probably won't do as well as they were. However, they've still got a lot of money to make. So don't be, don't be trading so, them out. Yeah, I mean... We were of, spoiled in the first couple exactly. of rounds. A lot of people have been saying, oh, it's been a bad round. 
people were still scoring 2,000 this round. Which is which really, is really good, good for the first few rounds. It, I mean, just take things from the... Pers- you've got to take things from a certain perspective. They had an amazing start to the year, and now they've reverted to what rookies usually do. Exactly. So don't get too stressed or hung up on about it. Mm-hmm. There's still money to make there. Maybe they're not automatic selections to start on your field now. It's just the rethink you have to do. Absolutely. So maybe they're at more of a... Play them if you think they've got a good matchup. Yep. All right. And that's the uh, that's the end of the first part of the podcast. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with the second part shortly. Make sure you join us. We've got a lot more games to talk about, questions of yours to answer, and, of course, we're back with our favorite game, Risk It for the Biscuit. <laughs> 